Welcome to What Do You Believe? Today, I'm very excited to have a dear friend, Pierre Pagano, with me. She is a life intuitive life coach and has a practice called Repattern. Her son, Gabe Irwin, and she are launching a podcast called The Disconnect at the end of this month, January 2020. It is a conversation about the differences between the two ge- their two generations and the impact of social media on anxiety. Welcome to the show, Pierre. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me, Andrea. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So the uh, the one question I always start with um, is, what do you believe? I believe in a lot of things, but I mostly believe in change. Hmm. I, I believe that you can change and you can shift yourself no matter who you are, where you are with your life. If you're willing to make a change, you can. Amazing. Tell us tell us a bit, and that's I believe that as well. I wholeheartedly believe you can change your, anything and in any circumstance. Um, tell us about your practice, Repattern. Okay. Well, I started in fashion like a lot of people, and I think I've done everything in fashion. I modeled, I styled, I designed. I owned a store, I did wholesale, retail, everything. Uh, But what happened was I was working with people to make them feel good on the outside by what they wore. And in doing so, I got to find out that they were much more insecure on the inside Mm -hmm. and they needed to be, they needed that closet to be looked at rather than the outside. Because once they felt good about themselves, it didn't really matter. They could wear anything with confidence. So it kind of evolved. I did it for a very long time and then, I began to do this shifting where I would talk to people because they tell you everything. It's a very intimate practice to work in someone's closet. Yes. You know, it's kind of like a bartender. Wow. You know, you get stories. I, I learned so much about people because they just talked. Right. And I began to see that it was much easier to speak to them once they were open about it and what they needed. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't matter what they wore. It mattered who they were. And if they like themselves. Right, right. So when you when you work with your clients now, um, they tell you everything in terms of their life and then there is a pattern to their life. Absolutely. Right. What usually happens is once people start talking, they talk a lot about themselves because no one's been listening to them. Mm. But what happens when they start to talk, they listen to themselves. And they kind of figure out a solution. And because I'm listening to them and devoting my entire time to what they're saying, sometimes I can shift them in a little, a small direction that they hadn't thought of before, just a little bit. And then they can come up with their own solution. I'm not a guru. And I always tell people that I'm just somebody who can hear you. And I want to hear you. Yes. Well, I know you've done that for me because we had an incredible <laughs> session together and and you were certainly the driving force to me having this podcast. So I'm eternally grateful um, to everything you've done for me. So thank you. You were ready, though. You were so ready. <laughs> and I find that with people. They're often, they don't realize how ready they are. But when oh. they start to talk about it, it becomes clear to me. And then I make a suggestion and they jump on it. But you, you were really ready. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've, well, thank you. And here we are. Here we are. This is like the first professional podcast. So I have to yeah. say thank you. You know, we're in a studio, <laughs> although I have a cold, but it's a it's a freezing day, but it's very cozy here with Ian. Yes. So we're very happy. Um, 
Um, so when you when you work with clients, um, in in my experience, which was was fascinating, you you chat with them for about an hour, hour and a half, and then you you go away, right? You you right. kind of you, they go home, and then you have what what are visions that come to you about about their past lives. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, that's not something I always did, okay. but it began to. I would dream about things. And then when I would wake up, I would have some sort of direction or solution that I could speak to them about. And sometimes I would get their past lives. It depends upon how open the person is. Mm. And as I've been doing it, it's become easier for me. And I often just get random stuff. The weirdest thing for me is when I'm looking for something for someone. And in that vision, when I get it for them, I also find someone else in there, maybe one of their friends. Wow. that they know in this life, that they knew in that life in a completely different role. It's the oddest thing, but it happens a lot. That's fascinating. So do you believe that most people that you become friends with your fa- you've had, or family you've had in a past life? Oh, yeah. I, I think we reincarnate together. Mm. We just reincarnate in different roles um, and in different sexes. We could be a man and one or a woman. Sometimes a child. Sometimes it's it just depends. And whatever we come in, this is what I believe. I don't say everyone believes this, but I believe it, that we come in because we choose to fulfill a lesson that we have to learn. And if we don't learn it, we keep coming back until we do. That's right. my belief. Wow. Fascinating. Um, now, how did you know you had this gift? Was it something when you were younger, you always sort of knew? And then you... Tell me about that. Well, I... When I was younger, yes, but I didn't really know how to use it. I knew there was this woman, Sylvia, that would tell me things. And that sort of just grew. For a long time, I forgot about it and never even dealt with it. And I think when it really became clear to me was I was at a uh, party in London, an outdoor party, like a garden thing. And I was sitting next to my friend's mother, who I, I knew, but you know, I didn't really know a lot about her. I knew her husband was dead. And I kept hearing the name Ted. So over and over in my ear, and I I looked at her and I said to her, who's Ted? And she was, oh, that's my dead husband. How did you know that? And I don't know how I know that, but that's kind of when it first started that I, I began to get signs. Sometimes they were words, sometimes they were pictures. Sometimes if I'm sitting next to someone, I get a picture of something like that might be going on with them in that at this moment. Mm. It's random. It's it's. It, did it take a long time to to believe that you had this gift? Well, my grandmother had it. Okay, and uh, she told me I would have it. I ignored it for the longest time because it's pretty scary. And then my son, when he was young, he had it. He would come and tell me things my grandmother told him. But my grandmother died a very long time before he was born. But the things he told me, he could not possibly have made up. Mm. And it scared me so badly because of, he, he, like, for example, he sang a song that my grandmother used to sing to me. And it's not a song he would have known. And I said to him, where did you hear that? And he said, oh, your grandmother sings it to me all the time. Wow. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a little frightening. And I told one of my friends, and she said, oh, you need to take him to see this woman. Um, and she deals with children that have this. So I took him, and he talked to her. And she came out and said to me, listen, he's going to forget that he has this gift it's going to go away. Don't be frightened. But once he gets older, it's going to come back. And then you're going to have to show him how to use it. So you better learn how to use your own gift. 
Amazing. And this woman was Litany Burns. This is what she does. She works with children who come into this life and have this, because you don't know what to do when someone tells you things they can't possibly know. Yes, yes. Wow. Um, and is it, it, is your, you know, they say all the, the is it, there's all the t- different types of clair- clairvoyance. So is it, you see things, is it, is it audio? Because I know for me, I hear, I hear things, <laughs> which yeah. is, which can be at first, it is a little strange, it right? Is. Yeah. So is your, so you, you're saying yours is very visual and you, it's kind of all of the senses. It used to so, just be visual. Mm. Um, I would, I would just have a, a visual thing and then it became dreams and then sometimes I would hear words. I don't always hear words, but I hear them much more often now because I'm paying attention. I think everyone has this gift. I it's agree. a matter of whether or not we pay attention to it. Yes. And I, most I of us don't. It's it's very true. Very, very true. I mean, you know, as we all know, meditation helps. Oh, definitely. And yeah, sitting still helps, you know, the, expand the mind and expand all of that. So for sure, I, I, I agree. I am... A firm believer in that as well. Um, so, I mean, how how is it when you, when you work with clients and you, aside from your your intuitive coaching, but when you are talking about their past lives, how does that help them in this life? Well, usually when they've had a lesson in their past life and they come into this life with certain gifts or with certain things they need to take care of, and they know it. When I tell them, they know it. They recognize it. I mean, I think I had one life for you where I told you that you were involved in science. Yes. And that's something that fascinates you. Yes. And that was that was an interesting thing because I was looking to see if you were involved in a life with me and with another friend of ours, Francesca. Right. And I found that it was a parallel life. I We didn't know you. Mm. But what you were studying was the very thing that brought us together in this life. Yeah, and it was just an odd. But I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens the way it should, when it should, and you just have to let it. Our problem as humans is that we don't. Mm. We're very anxious, and oh gosh, why can't I have this now? And I need this. I must do it. It's so much better if we just relax. It's just going to happen the way it happens. It's true. I mean, when we, you know, when you're when we're younger, we stress so much about Mm. everything, and. And I mean, I can't imagine growing, you know, b- being a young person now in this day and age of social media and all that it brings on, um, which is something that I think you and your son are doing a tremendously fantastic job talking about and bringing that into the forefront because there's uh, so much that young people have to deal with. Um, but yeah, all the worry and everything that we we always when I was when I was younger always kind of stressed and, and anxiety ridden about it does go away as you get older. But also with a spiritual practice and meditation and realizing, like you said, we are all connected. Um, yeah. We don't remember that. That's the right. problem. Yes, we have to remember that we're connected and we're here to help each other. And I think we forgot how to even say hello. Mm. We don't talk to each other. These kids, when I first started doing this, I assumed that most of my clients would be women my age who had been doing something for 40 years and they were just looking for a new way to, to shift themselves. And it turns out that a lot of my practice are very young, not even just millennials. I have Gen Z. Wow. And they are beyond stressed. And I think we did that to them. I mean, we, I mean parents. We did that to them because we told them that they were great and the world was waiting for them and they would go out there and just kill it. And they went out there and the world was like, yeah, who are you again? I, look, at, I'm looking at the girl next to you. We mm. don't care about you. You're not important. And then they come home and they said, well, 
you told me I was important. And I went out there and the world said, I'm not. So I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. And then it gets worse. Right. So in those instances, I would imagine a very firm sort of a cornerstone, you know, you need you need a very firm understanding of oneself. Exactly. To exactly. be able to combat that and yeah. and a very strong subconscious. Well, it's that's the thing that you can develop. And that's what I try to teach people is mm. that you can develop that. If you love yourself, it doesn't matter what anyone says to you. And it's not selfish to love yourself. So if someone says to you, you know what, you're stupid, you can say, you know what, I'm not. Yes. Or, uh, you know what, you, you're not really good enough. You know what, how do you know? You don't even know me. Yeah. I, I feel comfortable with myself so that doesn't matter what anyone says to me, I can evaluate. And in some cases, they say to me, you have no patience. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Italians. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things that I have to say, you know what, that is true. And sometimes I need to have no patience, like right now or whatever, you know, or maybe that I was impatient. You have to own every single part of you because every part of you is useful. Yes. And once you do, everyone else is fine. I mean, it doesn't matter what they say. Right. You'll so, be fine. Now I'm losing my voice. Oh, here we are. <laughs> thank God we have water. Thank you, Ian. Yes, thank you, Ian. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so what, what would be... You know, in this in this day and age of social media and technology and, and some of the things that you and your son have been talking about on your podcast and tackling, I mean, what's some of the advice you could give young people or parents even? I would tell you to start at home, to love yourself and to find the things about you that you maybe don't like and figure out how they're useful to you. And, how, and maybe there's it's a blueprint that you get when you're born from your parents, then your teachers and your friends, and everyone is very willing to tell you who you are. At some point, you have to decide that you get to tell you who you are, and you don't really need other people's opinions. They might not know you. I mean, mm -hmm. it depends on your upbringing. You might have had this experience much younger. Maybe you didn't. I mean, in my own upbringing, I did. So it was very easy for me to look at the people who were saying things to me that I knew weren't true, and just say, well, if I have to decide between you and me, it's definitely not going to be you yeah. because I need to love myself because I know I'm going to go out into the world and the world is not going to be that kind. It's not benevolent. It's so true. It's so true. Look, I, you're talking to someone who was bullied as a child and I understand it's, 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 uh, you know, now it's social, but you know, social media bullying and all of that, that's next level. But I mean, back then the kids would just do it to your face, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever, and torture you in their own way in the uh in the play playground um but uh yeah i mean i think it's so important what you're doing and so keep doing that yeah i think that the bullying thing is really out of hand i was never bullied but probably because i changed school so many times no one got a chance to really get to know me but my son was bullied mm. and i couldn't believe it i don't really understand bullying it makes no sense but he because he went to montessori school he didn't get bullied there but when he transferred to public school they tortured him. But because of his Montessori upbringing, and I think because of who he is, he forgave them. I wasn't really that happy about it at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just said, Mom, please stop going to the principal because it just makes it worse. Oh. But I don't, like, why do you bully? He said, well, maybe they have it bad at home. Maybe it's hard for them. Mm. 
Very he, insightful he for a young. Serious empathy. Yes. Way more than me. See, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> oh, I think you're very empathetic. I have selective empathy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. And I'm told that by everyone. <laughs> as you get to know me, you will see. <laughs> well, I have seen, I've only seen you as a very empathetic woman. So. Well, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so what, what's your, um, just, what's, what do you think about this year, 2020 and this decade to come? I mean, do you have any sort of thoughts about where we're, where we're going? I actually think that we're coming into a really good thing. I think 2020 is going to be an awesome year if we're open to it. Mm. Um, I think that we're coming out of a very bad and hard place yeah. and moving into a place where we can grow. I know it doesn't really seem like that, I, and I don't really deal with politics, and I don't know the future. I don't know. But I think for me, personally, I feel very hopeful about 2020. Great. Do you? I. <laughs> you don't sound like you do. No, I do. I do. I do feel very hopeful about it. I mean, I, I, I feel like everyone is hopeful because they need to feel hopeful. Oh, yeah. And I think hope and faith... You know, my father always said, keep the faith, keep the faith. You know, I think that's the way forward. You know, you, ha you have to kind of feel like it's going to get better because what's the option? I mean, if everything's doom and gloom, then it's going to be doom and gloom. Well, if you communicate with other people, you can kind of form a tribe of other people yes. who are like-minded. Yes. And then it feels better because then you can ask for help if you need it. I mean, people find it shameful. I, I just had this with one of my clients this weekend, a young guy who didn't ask for help because he's a man. This is a, a man of 28 years old. I'm a man and I shouldn't have to ask for help. I mean, I shouldn't ask for help. Why? We mm. all need help. Yes. And I bet you there are loads of friends that you have. I know a few myself that would help you. So why don't you ask for help? Well, it's it's just his pride. And mm. pride is not a good thing. No. Ego. We, yeah, we need help. And more than ever, really. And if people reach out to you, you have to remember, I said this to my son, because he's always giving to people. I said, but you know what? Let them give to you because it feels just as good. You know how good you feel when you do that for someone? They feel just as good when they do it for you. And you have to let them do it. It's not weird. It's a good thing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. I, I, I agree. I think that um, people... They do. They, they're. You're. You're right. They are afraid to ask for help. Um, I think I'm that. I'm the same way. I'm. I'm not a big person to ask for help. But. Um, but. But. But when I do, it. It is remarkable that people do come and and show up. Well, it's, especially if you ask for help when you need it. Yes. Not if you're a person who wallows and just asks for help because they can't be bothered to do it or don't want to do it or know you'll do it. But if you need help, you know, I always say this. To my friends, is if I can call you at three o'clock in the morning from Vegas and say, I need a bus ticket, I want you to send me one on Western Union. I yeah. want to know that you'll do that. Yes. And not ask questions. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of my idea of a friendship. And I had this conversation with my son, and he said, the, the one thing that we do at my age, and he's 23, almost 24, is we ask someone to help us move. That's how you know who your real friends are. Yes. That's true. At that age, right? Yes, Because yes. nobody wants to help you move. That's true. But your friends will help you move. That, that is very, very true. <laughs> that very is true. a good barometer. It is a very good barometer. <laughs> a very good barometer. Um, yeah. Um, so what, what, uh, what's, what's next for you aside from the podcast? 
Well, I'm not really sure. I I am supposed to be traveling. I don't really feel like traveling at this moment. Right. So I'm trying to, you know, the podcast, we just did four of them. Okay. I was supposed to go out there next month, but I'm thinking I would like to wait till March. And then I think uh, we're going to Portugal in uh, April. And maybe, maybe I'm going to get together with Francesca and Erica and do another oh, seminar yes, in yes, October. Yes, yes. Okay, so tell us a bit about that. Well, it's in the. I'm not even sure we've spoken very much to Francesca about it. We have to check out her schedule. But okay. Eric and I have been discussing this that we want to do a um, another one of our retreats. Great in Europe, amazing. And she said, "I'm going to be in Poland, so maybe we can just meet somewhere." And I thought, "Well, why not the south of France? You oh, love France, sure. I love France. Who doesn't, Who doesn't love, love France? France? I know." <laughs> That's great. So in the so you've you've done quite a bit of these retreats, haven't you? We Few. have, but not that many together. Uh, mm. This we did one in Italy last year that was unbelievable. It was so much fun. Our problem is scheduling. We're all super busy yeah. with private clients, right? But you know, as you know, Francesca is an astrologer, yes, and Erica is a um, acupuncturist, and I do what I do. But when we work together, we usually work with a movement person and try to have some fun, which always happens. We we have so much fun because we all love each other. It's great. That's amazing. And how many people usually are, I mean, is it 10, 20? We have, no, no. We like them small, like small. 7 to 10. Nice. Yeah, because it's a lot of uh, one-on-one. Mm. And it's kind of exhausting if you have a lot of people. We found that in Italy, we just work the whole time because it's it's fun. And when you're working with people, they want to know more which right. is un- completely understandable, but it- it's exhausting if you have more- too many people. Right, right. Well, I'm very excited for you and all that is to come in, in 2020. It sounds like you know, I'm so happy you're positive. And- I am positive. <laughs> <laughs> I I am positive as well. It may sound like I'm negative, but I'm no, really not. No, no, you're not. positive. <laughs> no, we are positive. We wouldn't have found each other. We're all part of the positive tribe. That is true. It is true. And that's what we need. We need much more of the positivity. Yes. And and what I loved what you said about community and finding like-minded people, because I, I do think I was thinking a lot about that and ruminating and meditating about that this morning. And, you know, anything can happen when you have people that support you. So um, I think I think this was a message for me that came through loud and clear that I have to ask for more help. Yeah. So see how you just coached me right then <laughs> and there. And, and I... I really picked up on that. So I think that's going to be my intention for for this year is to ask for help. And, you know, maybe that resonates with a lot of our audience, people who are not very comfortable with asking for help, but um, or just for a favor, you know, people want to help you. Yes. And if you don't ask, you'll never find out. It's so satisfying to help someone. Don't you love it? Yes, I love it. Yeah, I love helping. Well, they love it too. Well, that's so good to know, because <laughs> get ready, people that I know, I'm going to come out after you and ask for a lot of help. <laughs> good, good. I'll be right there cheering you on. Thank you. Well, this was this was great. I really appreciate this. And I just so absolutely fun. adore you. And I do too. We're good. We should hang out more. <laughs> yes. Well, the, and that's happening too in 2020. All it's right. totally happening. Thank uh, you thank so you. much, Pierre. Thank you. Angela. And how do people find you? What's what is your website? Uh, I try to stay away from social media mm. as much as possible. But they can find me at pierpagano at gmail.com. I will spell that P-I-E-R. P-A-G-A-N-O at gmail.com. And is it dot com or is it just Gmail? Um, at, at Gmail. At Gmail. Sorry about that. See, this is how little I know. 
um, yeah, if anybody wants to talk to me, ask me questions or uh, find out about the podcast, which is also going to be on um, the disconnect.live. Great. At the end of the month. That is <laughs> so exciting. Thank you again. And I, I would encourage all of you to get a session, sign up with Pierre, get a session as soon as possible because it's really enlightening and eye-opening and very motivating. Ooh, yeah, in your case, definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.